This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 62 of Jurassic Park. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Getting over this uh, this little not flu I'm having. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather anything than flu. Yeah, so. you're uh, you're high on steroids right now. In Jesus. between these uh, you know show recordings, you're just like jumping on the table and you're screaming, I feel alive! <laughs> yeah, and smashing much. wine glasses and stuff like that. Right. Which we, you know, we probably shouldn't be drinking wine and taking steroids as we do these shows, but you gotta get through them somehow, yeah, right? You gotta get through them somehow. You gotta get through them somehow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got a really fun minute coming up for you today. Brady, you ready to go ahead and get into minute number 62 of Jurassic Park? Let's do it. Let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw Tim find a pair of night vision goggles in the tour vehicle. As the minute ended, Tim used the goggles to see in the dark as Grant filled his canteen with rainwater. At minute number 62, Dr. Grant offers Dr. Ian Malcolm some of his rainwater. Malcolm accepts with a smile. At 6204, we cut back to the front vehicle where Gennaro is getting warm and falling asleep. Lex is fanning herself with her hat and Tim is watching out the back window. As the camera pans around the car, we hear a loud, booming noise. Tim notices the noise and takes off his goggles. He turns around and stops Lex from fanning herself. As he places his hand on her shoulder, a second loud thud can be heard. He asks her if she can feel anything. Tim crawls forward and stops to look at two glasses of water placed on the front dash of the car. At 6226, we see the glasses of water as they sit, placid. We hear another loud thud and the glasses of water begin to ripple. The pace of the thuds quickens. At 6237, we cut to an even closer shot of the glass of water as it ripples. At 6240, Gennaro notices the noise and finally looks up to the rearview mirror, which is now also shaking. At 6252, Gennaro remarks that maybe it's just the power trying to come back on. At 6258, Lex asks what the source of the noise is as Tim puts on the night vision goggles and begins to look around the back of the window of the vehicle. And thus ends minute number 62 of Jurassic Park. So, uh, this is kind of a tonal minute. Uh, not a whole lot going on story-wise at yeah. all. We have the one of the more iconic shots of the movie, which of course is the there are the glasses of water sitting in the front of the explorers as they ripple from the sound of the T-Rex. Excuse me, the T-Rex. You know, the T-Rex walking around uh, the, the T-Rex as he gets closer to the car. So, um, and of course, that effect was achieved by placing a guitar string underneath the front dash and plucking it very hard to kind of resonate and uh, make these glasses of water ripple. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and what a disgusting idea. You think that they would have little, maybe mini bottles of water or something with the engine logo on it, but no, they had these glasses. I've always thought this was so dumb. What if the car hits like a bump in the road or something? Yeah, how did this thing stay where they were? Tyrannosaurus Rex hits it with the side of its head. Funny story. Can I stop you there? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One time, uh, I was going in high school. I drove an Explorer just like this. Uh, It was awesome. I loved it. I wish I still had it. But I was driving to my girlfriend's house, and I was walking out to the car and had a glass of water, full glass of water, and I placed it on the back bumper. And then I guess I took my keys out of wherever, forgot it there. Drive to her house, which is um, probably about like a five-mile drive, uh, you know, through some really kind of, and you, you can attest to this, Baton Rouge traffic is intense sometimes, yeah. and those explorers didn't have great shocks on them. They were always jostling around. I get there. We hang out, watch TV or whatever. I go ahead and go home that night. I pull up to a red light. All of a sudden, I see this guy in the car behind me close his door and get out of the car. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm fixing to get carjacked or something. He stops at the back of the car, walks around, knocks on my window, and he goes, hey, man, 
hands me the glass of water that I was drinking out of earlier. No, it stayed on the back bumper of the car from my drive to her house. I'm talking about from here to the Garden District. You know where that is? So that's that's not a short drive. No, that's at least 20 minutes. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, got some hilly areas and bumpy areas. You know, the streets here are horrible uh, and they're all cracked up and breaking and everything. So it was able to survive and from what I saw, not spill any water there on the back bumper of the car. So maybe there is something to the fact that these glasses of water probably could have stayed there without sloshing and spilling everywhere. Uh, And this was like glass glass we're talking about? The one you're holding in your hand right there the pint glass it's exactly like that yeah it was exactly like that brady is holding a glass yeah, there uh proof, so I guess. I, I guess there is some some proof to the fact that this could actually happen i haven't even put two and two together or thought about that but uh wow it was it was really weird that's pretty cool yeah so so all right these things could uh they're just sitting there and they could collect dust and like oh, of course i'm the, the ocd guy is gonna think about that but yeah. um yeah, and with the, like the heat from the sun coming into the windshield, like well, somebody's going to go pick this thing up and just burn themselves. Well, yeah. what I'm thinking too is, I mean, I'm just putting this together. There might be some sort of system to get water into the car too. Maybe they have some sort of like Camelback type system where they a water dispenser in the car because the idea they're going to be on this tour for a very long time. Yeah. And we do see that there's a restroom here, so it, it's they don't intend for you to just stay in the car the whole time. You know, like. They talk about locking mechanisms on the door, but that bathroom that Gennaro runs into is a co-ed bathroom. Uh, It's got both uh, stalls for men and for women. One funny thing about it, though, I noticed that the uh, toilets themselves don't have doors on them. So you can run in and lock the door behind you, but when you're sitting on the toilet, there's nothing to stop anybody looking at you while you're sitting there. I mean, Gennaro does throw the door when the T-Rex is, like, coming at him. He closes the door to the, um, the... the hut itself, but he does not close a door when he sits down. You're there's no me. door attached there. No, there's two side by side with no door because uh, that's my worst nightmare is for somebody to come sworn, in and walk. Right as the T-Rex is coming at him, he like swings the door shut as he's sitting on the toilet. Well, I can tell you too, the T-Rex doesn't come at him. Uh, it, no, it, like at the building. Well, no, he's he's sitting there. There might be a closed door there, but there's no clo- there's no closed door when he sits down. Oh, okay. yeah. When, when he goes and sits down, there's no hinges or anything for a door to it. We're going to stop the episode right I mean, I, here. I, I, we're, no, no, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to take an interlude just so we can double check this and make sure that I'm looking at it right. So, All right. I need you to find the girl from Ipanema, arrange for piano and flute. We're going to hear some uh, uh, De- Martin Denny music right here, folks, while we're doing okay. this. Yeah, there are there are no hinges, there are no no doors there, but then in minute number 67, when we actually do cut back to them there, there are clearly doors with hinges in the, on the three stalls there. Yeah, so um, this is an iconic moment, an iconic minute. We do get the, the, the glasses shaking, that that's something that's tied into this movie. It was parodied in a lot of other movies. You you know, It's one of the things you think about when you think about Jurassic Park. I think it was in the trailers as well. It's one of the big moments from the movie was seeing the thud yeah. and seeing them shake. Uh, but other than that, it's still pacing at this moment. There's not a whole lot going on. A so, lot of buildup. Yeah. yeah, but uh, that's kind of all I've got for this minute. How about you? That's all I've got. Well, folks, tune in tomorrow because we are going to have Mr. Scott Corelli on from Back to the Future Minute. It's going to be a lot of fun. Got a lot of stuff coming up for you this week. So, Brady, you ready to get out of here? Let's go. Let's do it, folks. Everybody have a great week. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And until next time, hold on your thoughts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute.
You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Media. Mahalo!